By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 107.1. Did you know that, Shelly? Did you know all that good stuff she just said? That's Karen, by the way. I do know. I did know all that stuff. You know, it's funny because her name really is Karen. <laughs> Don't you feel sorry for anybody whose name is Karen right now? I actually have two friends that are named Karen, and they changed their name to Kay. Really? Because yes. they don't want the Karen moniker deal? Well, you know, it's, it's a yes. Karen. Oh, yes. Look at that mean lady. She's a Karen, right? That's yes. that's the whole deal right now, isn't it? Two separate people. God, yes. that's, that's, that's kind of sad. It is. Kind of sad. Okay, anyway, we are BS. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Together, we get together every morning, except when Shelly doesn't feel like getting out of bed. <laughs> I'm here. No, I'm kidding. No, you're really not. <laughs> no, I but okay. Am okay. Uh, weather. Have you looked ahead weather to the next the next ten day forecast? Are you ready for this? I have not heard read it, but I have heard about it, and there okay. are people that are not happy. Today's supposed to be pretty nice. High of forty two, partly sunny. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy. High of thirty eight. Thursday, low of minus four and snow. chance of snow. Okay, Friday, the low is going to be minus 6, and the high is going to be plus 6. So we're going from minus 6 to plus 6 on Friday. Saturday, the low is going to be 1, the high is going to be 15, and then that's Christmas Eve. And then on Christmas Day, 4 degrees for the low, 22 for the high. I'm going like, what is this? Boy, good old Jack Frost is going to be like super happy. We talked to him on Friday, and he's going to be like, I, right? He's going to be like, oh my God, minus six. You know, that's probably that's probably still warm for him. But I don't remember it getting this cold usually before Christmas. Usually, it seems like we always get like that cold snap the first week of January, like the first week of the new year. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's just like I don't remember it being this cold this early. But anyway. That's what we're in for. And you know what? The heater in my car still doesn't work. Jeez Louise. Well, that's okay because I have a 160-pound heater. You got a dog. That's on the air with us. You got a dog, right? I do. Does a dog heat up your car? Big, white, fluffy dog. He is a heater. Yes. Seriously? He he puts off some heat? Yes. You can rent him out, I think, on Friday. (laughs) I could probably do that. Have warm dog... Only twenty dollars an hour, right? Or no, you have to be more. You have fifty dollars an hour for the more warm. Than that. Fifty dollars an hour to rent your warm more than dog. That to feed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much in poundage wise? How much food do you go through a week per dog? Have you ever figured that out? No, but David feeds them snacks, and which is why they're so heavy. Right, but but do you carry that dog food home, or do you have it delivered? We carry it home from Sam's or Costco's. So you make a trip there, what? Once a once a day. I don't because I don't shop. I don't grocery shop. But well, who, David who, does. He does. He does. He's out and about. Yes. Wow, cool. I didn't know he was out shopping and everything like that. Well, he he goes with someone because he can't drive. But yeah, he does. Why can't he drive? Because he's still learning how to walk. <laughs> Can I tell you something, Shelley? I know you don't want to hear this. If there was What's a that? if there was a point in my life where I couldn't drive anymore, I me too. I would be done. I would just say, "Okay. Let me call the funeral home, make arrangements. I'm out of here." I'm telling you. Because 
I kid about this all the time, especially when I go into my teacher rant, which I haven't done lately. You know, I need to do no, that. No, and Ferris today. <laughs> okay. Um, the two most important things I learned in school were typing and driving because uh-huh. I use each of them every single day of my life. I type, you know, I don't know how many hours a day on the computer, stuff like that, and I drive. Those two skills, and they are skills. They're not any, like, knowledge. Well, there is knowledge involved with driving. But uh, with typing, nah, it's pretty much all. It's all just a skill, okay? Uh, Those two things that I learned have been the most. And if I say that to a teacher, they'll go, well, I can't believe you said that. I go, it's the truth. You know, I mean, the things I learned in school. It is true. I'm actually glad that I took keyboarding as well. Well, but once again, it's to the point where it's an insult. Well, will you use math? No, I got a calculator. I got a calculator and I got a spreadsheet. And if I really get screwed up and I can't get something figured out, I call the smartest woman in the world. I was just going to say that. I say, <laughs> I say, hey, put together a spreadsheet for me and... 32 seconds later, spreadsheet queen. 32 seconds later, I get this spreadsheet, which, you know, if you print it out, would take a ream of paper. You know what I mean? That's the way she is. Yes, I do. So, and see, it's sort of interesting because of the fact that I know you're going to go off, you're going to say, there you go again, cutting down school. I'm telling you, I think, and especially nowadays, I don't have young kids anymore. And quite honestly, I'm glad I don't. All this weird crap with this drag show stuff and sexual identity in grade schools. I'm going, oh, let the kids be kids. Leave them alone. Just let them grow. Well, but what if Susie wakes up one morning and realizes she's not a woman? She's a she's a, a girl or no a boy. So you know, I'm I woke up one morning and and thought I was a cowboy, but I didn't get you know I didn't get my six shooters and I didn't put on my cowboy boots and I didn't have a horse. You know what I mean? I mean, I I'm really, really disappointed. I have to read you some statistics. We'll do this in the 7 o'clock hour. I saw there's an article I read yesterday about they're trying to put in a charter school in the city of St. Louis. And I heard that. And they're putting it in. Well, they already have charter schools in the city of yeah, St. Louis. Yeah, they do. This is going to be a new one. And they're trying to put it in someplace. You know, this goofy thing happened like 30 years ago and still to this day, I can't believe the news organizations use this. If I said the DeVille neighborhood in St. Louis, where would that be? Do you know know where? South South St. Louis. I don't think it is. But the point being is nobody knows these neighborhoods until the news nerds. When I was running my news network, they started this. They started this like in 1992, and they actually sent us a map. They said, when you cover the city of St. Louis, this is put out by the city of St. Louis. When you cover the city of St. Louis, make sure to identify the neighborhood you're talking about. There was one, and one yesterday I'm going, I have no idea where this is. And, you know, I've lived in the St. Louis area all my life. I have I've probably driven, I don't know, if there's a thousand streets in the city of St. Louis, I've probably driven six or seven hundred of them. You know, I mean, I've driven all over the place through the years, doing business, you know, uh, going to events, going to, you know, people's houses for parties and when I used to do that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, I mean, and I'm going like, I have no idea where this is. Anyway, let me see if I, if I save that. I was doing this last night. I want to make sure I saved it. It's a number that to me is shocking. Uh, what does it represent? It talks about um, talks about the number of kids in school in the city of St. Louis, and it's just to me it's mind-boggling. 
I mean, the numbers. It's just like, what? What is this? And see, the problem is, this is my idea, the problem is that you're dealing with a different generation, and I don't think they learn the same way. And I think that that a perfect example of that is, like, and to you, to extent, you're a perfect example of that, because you don't seek out any news other than what you find on Facebook. If... If there don't was, judge. Well, no, no. I'm just. I'm not judging. I'm just stating totally a fact. Totally judging. No, I'm not. Like you are a judgy. No, you admitted to me you get all your news from Facebook. I'm not judging. Isn't that what you said? Yeah, but you're still judging. I'm I not think, judging. I feel you. it. I'm like saying right in the back of my no, neck. No, I'm saying judgy, judgy, judgy. I'm saying that's the way you get your news. Okay, so and you, from you. Well, but you. But the point being is you are on the cusp. Oh, you had a point. No, you're on the cusp of that generation that sort of grew up with, with computers and things like that. You know, I mean, not you know, your daughter. I did grow up with computers well, and things like that, Brad. I get that. You're on the cusp of that generation. I'm not. I'm I'm not on the cusp of that. Yes, you are. You're in the beginning of that because of the fact that that the PCs came around in in 80s. Er, in the early 80s. Okay, so yep. you you would have been in the early 80s. You would have been like what in your 20s. In the early 80s, I was busy having babies. I know, but you would have been like in your teens or early 20s, right? I would be in my teens, yes, okay. in the early so 80s. Okay, so in other words, in other words, when I say on the cusp, you that's when the computers just started to have an impact on life. You were young still, and and I'm not saying you're young now. <laughs> I get myself in trouble with Shelly. But you were you were at that what? you were at that impressionable age where you were still young. Oh my God! Look at this computer. I can type on this keyboard and things come up on the screen. Okay. A Zenith two forty eight. Okay. PC. See, you are very, very, very. You're on the, the cutting edge. That was at the time. That was cutting edge stuff. People go, "What's a Zenith?" Yeah, I worked for the government then. Right. Right. Okay. Now your daughter has grown up with computers. Your daughter has grown up with the computers, with yes. phones, with tablets and things like that, right? Her entire life has been, you've exposed her to computers, to tablets, to, I mean, tablets came Pagers, along. Pagers, to phones. Right, all that kind of stuff. So, and then, and then if you take the generation behind your daughter, because how old's your daughter now? She's 39. Okay, so if you take the generation behind your daughter, they came out of the womb with with an iPhone in their hand, you know, an iPhone in one hand and, a, and an Android in the other, and a tablet sitting right there for them in 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 the in the, in the, in the, in the, in the nursery. Okay, so yep. once again, it's a to- and see the interesting thing about it is, what did every house used to have? If you were a good parent, what did you have in your house for your kids? A color TV. No, 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 no. That's if uh-huh. you're that's if you're a bad parent. If you're no, if you're a good no, parent. That's not true. No, I had a color TV. No, listen to my answer, and then you'll say, "Oh, yeah, you're right, Brad." Which will be that the probably won't happen. Which will on. be the first time you've ever said that. If you were a good parent, are you were good parents when you used to have two parents instead of one? Okay, uh, you had a set of encyclopedias. Remember? Prote- yes, minor world book. Okay, you had a set of, and a- I still have. I have the supplements going all the way up to... You told me that. Uh-huh. Up until like a couple of years ago, right? Yes. Okay. So if you were a good parent, you went out and bought a set of encyclopedias. Why did you yes. have Why did you have encyclopedias in your house? To study. To, to learn. To reference. To reference. Okay. How many people have encyclopedias in their house right now? I don't think anybody has them that anybody uses them they're like maybe they maybe you bought I them have encyclopedias but do you when's the last time you opened one 
Uh, just the other day. Oh I like my, to no, look at them occasionally. No, you did not open Have... one just the other day. Yes, I did. I call BS on that. You didn't open one the other day. Dude, you how, didn't... first of all, how would you know? <laughs> because. Second of all. Because yes, I did. Because I don't know if you know this or not. In St. Charles County, they have an alert that goes off when somebody opens an encyclopedia. Oh, and nobody's the alert hasn't gone off. It 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 transmits a signal to Jeff Smith's place there on on T R Hughes. That <laughs> alert, that alert has not gone off in three years. No one has op- yes, opened an encyclopedia. I have opened. You have not. You have not. Brad Hildebrand. First of all, stop it. You have not opened an encyclopedia. Yes, I did. <sighs> But, okay, be that as it may, we're going off on tangent, and Shelly is notorious for that. She always diverts me from the point I'm trying to make. Okay, the, the point I am trying to make is that I think the educational system today for our young kids and college sucks. And that's not a tangent? Let's move on. <laughs> it just sucks. It's terrible. Oh, look, it's 6.30. <laughs> you know why Shelly does it every time I talk about education? Shelly has because I think you're wrong, Shelley, and I think I think you're belittling all the people that have helped us. I mean, can I? You talk about Camille Winter, Dr. Camille Winter, but he was—he's a teacher, and he—he he, he he made was, an indelible mark on your psyche. Okay, let me let me take that up further. He was a unicorn. You know what I mean by a unicorn? The rest That's of my right, professors, unicorn is the rest of my professors sucked. They had no idea what was going on in the broadcasting business because guess what? They never worked in broadcasting, at least commercial. They worked when they went to college. They worked at their NPR station. You know, they played, they played, you know, you know, symphony music, you know, all day long at their college station. You know, I mean, like, that's not reality. That would be like me saying, saying, okay, you know, I play pickleball. So I'm going to go out and, and uh, win the Grand Slam, Grand Slam tennis championship. You know, I'm going to win the, you know, the, Wimbledon, I'm going to win the New York or the U.S. Open. I'm like, okay, there's like no correlation between me playing pickleball, which I don't, by the way, and being a world-class tennis player other than there's a court, there's a ball, and there's a racket. That's the only correlation. And it's not the a same ball. A racket is the key word. It, and it's not the same ball. It's not the same racket. It's not the same court. It's different. You know what I'm saying? I don't know because I've never played pickleball. I've never even seen it. Well, it's it really bad when you hit it real hard. The pickle smashes all over the place. You get that pickle juice on you, and then you stink the rest of the day. You got to go take a shower. Pickle juice is actually good <laughs> if you've just run a marathon. Okay, whatever you say. That's true. You learned that in school. Your teacher teach you that. <laughs> it's six. You know, today just might be the day. <laughs> what? What? Today hey, just might hey, be the day. Be kind to me. You know why? This is John Kennedy talking to you. Talking to you, Shelly Barr. Listen closely. This is John Kennedy talking to you. They're beating on him like he stole Christmas. Yeah, don't beat on me like I stole Christmas, okay? It's six <laughs> It's six thirty three. It's gonna be one little punch. Always sounds like he's in pain, doesn't he? Sounds like oh, look, at least man. he's not whiny. <laughs> I give you that. Okay, let me look him up here. Louis Capaldi. Uh, we talked about him last week because of the fact that Louis <laughs> Mark Capaldi, born in born in 1996, Scottish singer, songwriter, musician, was nominated for the Critics' Choice Award at the 2019 Brit Awards. His single "Someone You Love" topped the UK Singles Chart, where it remained for seven weeks, and in November 2019, it reached the number one on the US Billboard Hot 100. We play the remix version of it, which is not. So slow and whiny. Okay. Um, 
So I thought, in my mind's eye, I saw this handsome-looking, you know, Scottish dude who could walk into a room and all the women would go, oh, my God, look at him, right? But no, <laughs> his latest, the video for that song, he's featured in his tidy whities and let me put it this way. There's some guys who look good in their tidy whities and some guys that don't. He's the latter, not the former. Get what I'm saying? <laughs> he's just, he shouldn't be in his tidy whities in a video. They should be colored? Is that what you're saying? No, he shouldn't be. He shouldn't even be. He, he's just, he's like, in this picture on on uh, Wikipedia, he has the the um, the hairdo which I wish I could do. The hairdo which looks like he just got out of bed. You know what I'm talking about? You know, like that's like the current rage. I don't know if it is with men, with women, it is with men. We have the hair that just looks like you just got out of bed. You know what I mean? It's just like it's all just like tousled. Yeah, all over the place. He's got hair sticking yeah. up. He's got hairs going all sorts of different directions. And his hair is guess what color in this picture? It's red. So instantly, a lot of women go, oh, my God, he's a redhead. I have no interest in him. He's a ginger. <laughs> Whatever it is. Uh, early life, okay? He was born in Glasgow, Scotland. Scotland Lived there until he was four years old. Capaldi is of Scottish, Irish, and Italian ancestry. He's the youngest of four children. His birth came as a surprise to his family after his father underwent a vasectomy. Oh, that's interesting. Capaldi's passion for performing started after he sang on stage at the age of four at a family trip in France. He learned how to play guitar when he was nine. Soon he began writing songs, playing gigs by sneaking into pubs with the help of his eldest brother. Shame on his eldest brother. Personal life. Um, in September 2022, just a few months ago, he revealed he has Tourette's syndrome. Hmm. Interesting. That's interesting. Yes. Maybe that's why he sings like that. That's his, you know. No, don't even. No. <laughs> nope. Shelly's been with. <laughs> Shelly's been with me too long. She knows which direction I'm heading with that, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> and the answer would be uh, no. Can I can I tell you something? No. Of, of all the shows we've done, on when we put them up, when we get off the air, I chop it up and I put it up on our on our BS show page, but it's also on our. Um, what do you call it? What's that thing called? It's on our pod. No, it's on a podcast channel. Okay, it's on our podcast channel. Okay, of all the shows we've ever done, Thursday we had the number one and the number two show of all time, as far as downloads are concerned. Number one show. Guess who that was? Who? Mark McCluskey. We've had more. I can see that. We've had more downloads of that interview I did with him than any, any other thing. And number two was Jim Buffero with the uh, story of uh, the uh, um, old Lang Syne song and the woman who lives right here in St. Louis. Who, by the way, can I tell you something? What? When I when I put that out on my uh, on the air, and Jim put it out on his Facebook page, she friended me. Really? And I've actually messaged I cuz I don't I'm I told you I'm not a messenger guy. I I got a phone, you can call me or you can text me. My phone number 314-280-8880. Don't screw around with stupid Mark what's his face, you know, Zinglebonger, whatever his name, the meta dude. Don't screw around with that stupid messenger. Just text me. Much easier. It comes up on my phone right away and I'll reply, okay? Anyway, she sent me a nice little messenger message. I didn't even notice till like Sunday. What did she say? Hold on a minute. I'll tell you exactly what she said. And I'll pull it up. 
Of course, sure that, if it were a what she wants text message. Nice little messenger message <laughs> no, to uh, no, no. <laughs> be on the air. See, here's the problem. If it were a text message, I hit one button on my phone. There it is. I got to go in. I got to open up the stupid messenger app because I don't know no, why. you really don't. And on my phone, it doesn't. And once again, we've had this discussion before. I've given my phone to people who would say, I heard Shelly saying about you got Messenger in your phone. She's right. I go, okay, there's my Facebook page, page find Messenger. And they can't. I, I don't know where it's at. I, have I to, can. I have to actually go into the... It's up at the top on the right. I have to uh, I have to go into the, the app, okay? She sent this to me on December 15th, 9.44 a.m., which was that morning. Matter of fact, I didn't even realize that. Yes, it was the 15th. I interviewed her. I interviewed Jim Buffero. So a couple hours after I did the interview. Great interview this morning, Brad. Jim is the best. Have a great holiday. That's what she sent me. Aw. And then I asked. How do you know it was her? Because I see a little picture there. It's on her Facebook page. Unless she's being impersonated by somebody. You know, I mean, it's right there. So I sent her back a message asking her to be on our show. And she declined. You know, which is her right because you know yeah, Jim. Yeah, it's absolutely well, her right. Jim, Jim says she she's she tries to stay out of the limelight as much as possible. Although yesterday I was told by James Strong that she was interviewed, or no, that not her, but Jim Buffero did the interview on Camo X, the same interview that we did with him on Monday, yesterday. We did that last Thursday. So yeah. we beat Camo X. You know, back in the day, Camo X been on top, and we would have been like number forty-two. Now we're number one. They're number forty-two. Things, th- amazing uh-huh. how things work. Keep thinking that, honey. <laughs> you know, see, there's a another radio station that could. There's another thing. What? Find me somebody under the age of thirty who listens to AM radio. He listens just, to what? AM radio. They Probably don't. Your son? No, no, my son doesn't listen to AM radio. There was there was someone in my family. There was someone in my family that if I and I won't embarrass them because they'll get mad if I give a name to this. There was someone in my family that if I picked them up and I had the AM radio on, they would literally get out of the car. They would get back out of the car and say, "I'm not going anywhere until you turn AM off." I'm going like so. In other words, I hate AM radio. Hate AM radio. I would not get in the car. Literally, I had to turn the radio either off or to an FM station, and then they would get in. I would hear I'm picking them up to drive them, you know, and they're like, well, I'm not getting in the car with you. You got AM radio on. Like it's, it's like it's going to creep out of the dashboard and infect them, you know, go down in their lungs or something. Oh, I can't breathe. I got AM radio disease. Oh, oh, I can't breathe. Right? Uh-huh. <laughs> Shelly sits there. Okay, whatever you say, Brad. Right? <laughs> Well, sometimes. <laughs> Except when I talk about education. And then, and then Jelly because goes. You're wrong. Okay. You want me to. You see, you want me to pull no, up. No, I do not want you to do anything. You want me to pull up the statistics that show where no, we stand in the in the world as far as our educational is, uh, no, level is concerned? I, don't, I think in math, we're like number 32. This is like the countries. I think in science, we're like number 4,666. See, and here's the problem. You got a brilliant guy in the name of Elon Musk, okay? Uh-huh. Okay, this guy, you know, he's got his own car company, cutting-edge car company. He's got his own. And, and once again, I don't know if you heard this, they set a record again. Where To me, this is amazing. His his spaceship, you know, his rocket went up into the, into the atmosphere, or, you know, went up into space and deployed a bunch more of his little internet satellites, what they call Starlink or anything like that. And then it landed on a barge 
and in the Atlantic Ocean. You know what the name of the barge is, or some kind of ship, like a ship with a big deck on it. You know, it's you know what the name of the. I look it up. I think it's like read the directions. That's the name of the the ship. Read the direction. Read the direction. Yes, that's the name of the. I'll look it up. But no, it, it is not. Oh, I swear! It, I swear it is. It's some bizarre name like that. Only him. I told you the story on the fastest car now that he makes is the Tesla Plaid. Why is it called Plaid? Because, because the interior's Plaid. No, because if you watch the movie Spaceballs, which is like a tongue-in-cheek, you know, shot at Star Wars, Spaceballs. As they talk about going into like super fast speed, and super fast speed is plaid. When they go super fast speed, they go to plaid. So, so, so Elon Musk named his car plaid as a joke. He he's, can do whatever he he's wants got a to sense do of in humor. his little kingdom. But the point being, is brilliant. He was a brilliant guy who was not educated here in the United States. If he were educated here in the United States, he'd be working at Dairy Queen. <laughs> Uh, 6.48. <laughs> it is 6.48. Nothing against Dairy Queen. Ooh, ooh. How do, uh, what do the background singers do? They go, uh, uh, don't say that, uh, uh. Can you do that? Uh, no. Uh. You can't? Would you even no. try to do it? Uh, no. Uh. <laughs> I don't sing. You know why? Because you know I record it and use it, right? Yeah, probably. I didn't even think of that, so thank you for reminding me. Smartest man in the world, Mike Otten, sent me this. This is an article, um... Actually, this is not an article. This is a press release from the FBI. Uh-huh. FBI and partners encourage the public to report hate crimes. Okay, first off, I will never understand the hate crime thing. If I murder you, did I do that because I like you? No, because I have a negative feeling about you. I, you know, like you, unfortunately, you have, you know, spousal murders where the husband murders the wife, wife murders the husband. You have... You know, murders within families. You have murders because of business dealings that have gone wrong and things like that. When you murder somebody, you're not thinking, ah, oh, I really like this person. You most of the time hate those people, right? So Why are we even talking about murders? Well, because of the fact that this FBI has put out this thing, talks about we must continue to honor the promise that all people are created equal and where equality is compromised or threatened, strive to see it restored. No citizen should be victimized based upon their real or perceived race, religion, national origin, gender, sexual orientation, gender ident- identity, identity, disability, or whether or not they listen to AM radio. The United States Attorney's Office stands shoulder to shoulder with the FBI and other state and federal partners in efforts to identify and prosecute hate crimes in all forms. We encourage citizens to report these crimes and offer our committed effort to hold the offenders accountable. Okay, here's my question. You're driving down the highway. Somebody cuts you off because they hate you. Can you report that as a hate crime? Hey, the guy hated my car. He hated my car, so he cut me off on the highway. I want him arrested. I've never had anybody cut me off because I hated my car, but I've had somebody flip me off. Hate crimes are traditionally underreported to law enforcement. It is important for victims and witnesses to report allegations of hate crimes as soon as possible to give investigations investigators the best chance of collecting evidence and bringing the perpetrators to justice. Now, here's what's interesting about this, okay? Aren't all these people, aren't like the, the senators and things like that, or the House of Representatives that pass these these indictments, whatever they're doing against Trump, isn't that a hate crime? Aren't they saying bad things about Donald Trump? Hey, he did this terrible thing on January 6, 2021. Hey, they're they're making they're they're it's a hate crime. They're telling everybody they hate Donald Trump, right? And you know because 
and they, they could get him because of the fact he's a dude and because he's he's not a white guy. He's an orange guy. Right? Whatever you say. <laughs> okay. It goes on to say, this is the thing that, bo- that bothers me. FBI messages about hate crimes publicized through the following. By state buses, 16 buses. By state metros, metro shelter. Uh, Metrolink, they have five different centers. Billboards, they show all the billboards. They have like like probably a dozen billboards. Gas station pumps, okay? They've got, they're paying to be on gas station pumps. Farmington, Richmond Heights, Jennings, New Haven, Sullivan, Union, and Washington. In Washington, there's four sets of gas pumps they're on. There must be a lot of hate crimes in Washington to have them be on four gas pumps. Radio, Odyssey, Pandora, Sirius, XM, iHeart. What are they missing? What stations are they missing? They're missing They're missing us, right? Yes, they are. Why? And social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Your federal tax-paying money at work with them buying stupid ads telling you to report hate crimes. I mean, come on. I'm sorry. This is like, look, I under, you know, I have attorney friends of mine that have admitted to me that they also think the hate crimes are stupid. And two of them are criminal defense attorneys who say if you're if you you know if you assault someone if you rape someone if you murder someone there's strict penalties if you murder someone you can end up getting the death penalty okay so what are you going to do add on a few more years to the death penalty as a hate crime well he hated that person that's why i murdered him i don't get it it's things are just out of control you know you don't agree with me, do you? I do think that things are out of control. Hey, in my business, I've been subjected to hate crimes. Yes, you have. I have, seriously, right? Yes. There have been people that have said terrible things about me. Some of them were true, but <laughs> they were terrible. Uh-huh. But I digress. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we have to take a break. It's 6.59. It is BS.show. That video, by the way, was uh, recorded on the streets in Kiev, Ukraine. Can you believe that? I can. I wonder where my immortal was recorded. Where do you think? North St. Louis. You can tell by the bullet no, holes. It wasn't. Yeah, it was. There's there's one scene where if you look at the the build the building, the building's got all sorts of bullet holes in it. Yes, I know, Brad. Put the microphone in front of your face. I'm sorry? Put the microphone in front of your face. It is in front of my face. Now it is. It wasn't before. <laughs> Yes, it was. You do that to me all the time. You're like off mic, and I go, Shelly, talking to the microphone. And then you go, well, I have been, but it's fixed after I say it. It magically is fixed. Like, I didn't do anything. That's just like take your car having the check engine light on. Yeah. And then you finally get it to the dealer, and what does it do? It goes off. You mean you can't drive with that check engine light like I do? <laughs> no, what I do is I actually, I found a completely brilliant plan. Yeah. I put my purse. Yeah. Right up there, you know, right. on the dashboard. Yes, yeah, so you can't see that change. In front, and so you can never see it. God. It I, doesn't bother you at all. I have an experience with one of my cars. You know, the, the, the air pressure, the tire pressure warning comes on. Yeah, my husband's is, is broken. Well, mine is all four of my sensors are bad. <laughs> Not one, all four. They're all bad. So it's like, eh, who cares? You know, I got a tire gauge. I'll just keep track of the pressure. You know, no big deal. You know, I can do that. No big deal. I can handle that, right? You know how to change them. Well, you got to take the tire off. 
See, so if I were the tire off half the time anyway. Oh, no, 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 no. You have to take it off for uh, bugs. You have to take it off the rim. You have, to, you have, to, you can't just do that. You, and you have to go to like place as a tire changer. If if I were a rich guy, go to complete AB. No, if I were a rich guy right now, I'd have a tire changer in my garage. I'm telling you, I have a tire changer, a tire tire changer, one of those balancing machines in my car. I hate because it happened to me again yesterday. I hate going to get tires done. I hate them because most of the time, I don't even bother with taking the whole car. I just take the tire off and say, "Hey, here's a new tire. Put it on here for me." Okay. I had that experience yesterday. We ended up going to three places. And they told him, well, we're too busy, can't do it, sorry. Okay, whatever. <laughs> That's the way they talk, too. Oh, too busy, sorry. I wanted a cheeseburger, <laughs> no. two cheeseburgers, and no. a large orange no. drink. I would have a tire changer because when it time came time for me to change a tire, I'd just go out in my garage, turn on the lights, fire up my tire changer machine, pull that tire off, put the new one on, balance it, bang, I'm back in business again. Yeah, but you keep that pneumatic hammer in your car. <laughs> Which is a lifesaver. No, no, no. I'm not people. talking about taking the lug nuts out. I'm here to tell which... you, we were at our the haunt that we meet at, and there was <laughs> Shelly's not going to forget this. And huh? <laughs> Shelly's not going to forget this. This it was actually sort of funny. We're it was adorable. We're sitting so this out. This young couple was the 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 man was trying to change the tire. He had a flat tire. For the woman. I can tell you and... where it's at. Here, let's give him some context. It was at the gas oh. station right there in Upper Bottom Road. Used to be a, a what, a U-Gas, and now it's an on-the-run, okay? And there's a little air. people are going to know where well, the best place to uh, well, have a meeting is. There's a little place out there where it has right. like a little patio kind of place with, with, with tables, so yeah. Shelly and I, from time to time, would meet there and we'd talk about, you know, business and, you know, talk about who we're calling on, stuff like that, when the weather was nice, okay? When I'm going to throw punch you, She sits at one table, I sit at the other, so she's not close enough where she can throat punch me. So we're, <laughs> we're sitting there, and I'm, Shelly gets mad at me because I'm not totally listening to what she's saying because... Behind he her, never totally because to what I'm saying. Behind her, like ever, is this poor guy and his girlfriend or wife, and he's in the parking lot. And he has a flat tire, and he's trying to change the tire, and he can't get the lug nuts off, and he's struggling. Remember, he's, going, and he's you know, he's yeah, got he was he was working he's hard. Got a crappy little tire iron, and he's going, and he can't get you know, like literally, he's grunting trying to get the the lug nuts off. So yeah. I say, Shelly, hold on a minute. So, <laughs> right? Am I kidding? I get up. No. I go to my car. I open up. I, no, I had. I can't remember what I was. I don't know if I was driving my truck. You had or, a milk carton. No, I had a milk carton that had my that had my 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 uh, my uh, impact wrench. It's got you know 18 volt Milwaukee impact wrench. Expensive thing costs about 300 bucks new. And I got all the sockets. Yep. So I go over to the guy and I go, "Hey, can I help you?" And he goes, "I can't get these lug nuts off." I go, "Watch this." So I figured out what size it was. 13 sixteenths. Put the socket on my impact wrench. Zip, 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 zip. Four of them off like that, right? Am I kidding? No. <laughs> it but took, that's why that's it, you, because you're 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 not only a lug, you're a nut. It took me like probably forty-five five seconds. <laughs> no, it wouldn't even take five minutes. I had those lug no, nuts off to get them all off. Well, no, the, it, I did the lug nuts in like thirty seconds. I went, oh, my bad. I went Sorry. zip, 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 zip like that, like like literally like that quick. And all, and the guy goes, "How did you do that?" I go, "Takes the right tools, dude. Takes the right tools." <laughs> Amen to that, brother. See, I'm a tool freak. I he is. I love tools. If you want to, here, let me tell you something. There's a running joke among run mechanics. Okay, if you want to get me something for Christmas, 
here's all you have to do. Find a place that sells wrenches and sockets and get me get me about yes. no right here I'll be specific get me about 10 10 millimeter sockets and about 8 7 sixteenths inch sockets and get me a couple of number 1 and number 2 uh, Phillips screwdrivers you know like just get like because here's the thing buy like buy some place where you can buy them by the dozen because I will lose them and tape measures well the, and tape measures the running joke if you watch youtube channels matter of fact there used to be a whole whole thing about this on TikTok is 10 millimeter sockets because if you work on modern cars almost you you can tear apart almost any car right now with three sockets an 8 a 10 and a 15 you know if three those three socket sockets an 8 millimeter a 10 millimeter underneath the hood Almost everything is 8 and 10 millimeter. Almost every stupid fastener under the hood. So your most used sockets are probably the, the most common one is a 10 millimeter. And you always lose them. 10, mil, 10, mil, 10 millimeter open-end wrenches, always you always you open up your, your toolbox. And if you got your wrenches in a nice wrench holder, there's always an empty spot. And guess what? That's where the 10 millimeter goes. So uh-huh. just buy me a bunch. And the problem is they're very – it used to be able to go to Sears and buy sockets – individually you can't most places don't sell sockets and wrenches separately anymore you have to buy the whole stupid set so yep. if you're missing one stupid wrench like you go I bet to jailing hardware has them separately well i don't know if they do or not if you go to harbor freight you gotta buy the whole set you can't buy one wrench i will take that back there is one place lowe's now if you go to lowe's and you buy the craftsman's tools they have the slide out drawers where you can buy the individual individual sockets and wrenches but here's the problem if you buy a whole socket set Let's say 10, 10 millimeter goes from eight all the way up to like 19 millimeter. That's 20 bucks. You buy one socket, it's 18.95. You know what I mean? It's like it's just cheaper to just buy the whole set and have a bunch of spares. So anyway, that was that was sort of funny. And, I, and the guy was like, the guy was like, oh my god, thanks so much. And I go, you know, I'm going like, I go, you want me to help you put them back? No, I can do that. Okay, fine, whatever. See, so here's Brad. Walking with a with a with a trail of golden um, ribbons, a trail with of... a halo around him, no, carrying I... his pneumatic wrench. I'm just trying pneumatic to... hammer to this to this young couple. It was beautiful. Okay, when in my younger years, in my younger years, I used to always carry a fire extinguisher in my car. Because one point in time, my car caught on fire. Not a bad, I was driving, if you know, anybody who knows cars, I was being Joe Hot Rod and I took the air cleaner off and I was driving without an air cleaner back in the day when you had. What, were you like going 45? Oh, I was going 50. Um, But back in the day, if you took the air cleaner off, when you floored it, it had that (laughs) because it was sucking in the air and, you know, the air cleaner wasn't there. Okay. So one time I had a backfire and a little engine fire and I put it out with, believe it or not, I took my shirt off and I beat the fire out. So I thought to myself, I'm buying a fire extinguisher. So I'm surprised the, you didn't get singed. Well, at the time, it was very hard to find fire extinguishers. I ended up buying it. Some guy up in up in Hazelwood who had a fire extinguisher repair company out of his garage. I think I I, I don't even know. I think I found it in the in the back in the day. I think I found it in the post dispatch and the ads or stuff like that. So I go to his house and buy a fire extinguisher. I put out in in like four years. I put out five car fires with their fire extinguisher. Not mine. Other people's cars. The worst one was. I was driving back from SIU, SIUE, and I was westbound at 270 between the bridges, between the, between the canal and the Chain of Rocks you know, bridge, 
and a guy pulled off in front of me, and I saw flames coming out from underneath this, you know, like at the bottom of the car. I go like, oh, my God, the guy's car's on fire. So he pulls over. I pull over right behind him. I jump out with my fire extinguisher. He can't get the hood released because he don't know where, ho- where the hood is. And back in the day, this is before they had inside hood releases. And unfortunately, the hood release was, you know, the main, they only had one hood release underneath the hood, didn't have an inside release. And he couldn't find it, and flames were coming out. So, <laughs> true story. I put on a pair of gloves that I also had in my car, and I open up the hood, flames shoot out. I grab my firing extinguisher, <laughs> done. Okay, now, my funniest story was when I worked at Steak and Shake, I had these butthead guys who used to come in and they used to torment us poor curb boys. And these guys, I can still poor tell you. Poor curb oh, boys. Well, they were, they were mean and nasty to us, okay? This was, these guys, these guys came in all the time and he had a 57 Chevy. Okay, 57 Chevy, and he was like, he thought he was hot, hot, you know what, on a stick. You know what I mean? He was like, he was like, he was like God's gift to women because of the fact that, you know, he had a 57 Chevy, even though he was, he was a frog. Okay, so one night I'm working at Steak and Shake, and he's parked out in Outer Three, and Outer Three was, was those where the SBs used to hang out. Okay, and we didn't because we 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 bid we actually at the beginning of the night they divided the lots. Did they do this at the Steak and Shake you worked at? They divide the lots into sections. You had a section you worked. No, we really didn't have a whole lot of curb people. Okay, well we I had, was one of them, well, but it, there was probably like only two or three. On busy Friday nights, we had sometimes eight guys working. Okay, so they divided the lot up and and you put it in. They put little sections of the lot into a hat. You pulled out and you always if you got out or three, that was where all the SBs used to hang out. And S SB SB S is Sierra Bravo. Okay, and all, I know. Okay, Shelly bars. No B stands for bum. Figure out what S stands for. Okay, that's what we used to call them the SBs, okay? So I'm going out, and unfortunately, I'm working out of three. I'm working out of three that night. And this guy used to come in every Friday night. I used to work, no, I used to work Saturday nights, Saturday nights. Every Saturday night, this guy would come in, and he was just a jerk, you know, always, and was always one of the things. They'd always figure out, like, if if the bill was like, let's say the bill was like, they would always come by, by like a couple of Cokes, him and his buddies, and if the bill was like a buck forty nine, they'd give you a dollar fifty. Hey, dude, we gave you penny tip. <laughs> so he'd give me that, hey, give me that kind of stuff. Okay. So I swear this is a true story because my curb manager actually congratulated on me. I'm out at his car and I'm picking up the 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 tray off his car, and he starts the car and the engine backfires through the carburetor and his engine starts on fire, and he runs out and opens the hood. And man, the car is really starting to burn. Engulfed. Yeah, well, not not that far yet, but it's got a good engine fire. There was a start of a good engine fire there. So he's trying to put it out. He pulls off his his. It literally pulls off his sweatshirt, and he's trying to beat it out with his sweatshirt, and he can't get the thing out. So my car was parked a couple cars down because we had to park way back in the back of the lot. So I go over to my car, I grab my fire extinguisher, and I walk up to him and I go, I swear this is true. I go, hey. From now on, when you come in, you're going to give me a good tip. And the guy goes, put my car out, put my car out. I go, are you going to give me a good tip when you come in from now on? And his buddies are laughing. They're going like, ah, look at this man. He's holding them hostage. He's holding them hostage. And he goes, yeah, 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 I'll give you a good tip. Car's out. (laughs) 
episode did he give you a good Yes! Tip? From that point on, wherever he came in, him and his SB buddies, they always give me like a buck tip. Even if they bought like, you know, even if like the bill was like two bucks, they'd give me a, at least a dollar. So, and you know, I... I never thought of extortion as a way <laughs> to get better tips. Hey, dude, pay me, give me tips, or I'll let your car burn to the to, to the ground. You know, the tires are going to be smoking when I get done because I'm going to do anything. So I've never had to. Now, the one time when my car did catch on fire in the parking lot at one of our offices, it sounds like I always have cars catch on fire. I've had, I've literally, literally I've had cars that have had like little carburetor fires, stuff like that. One time, my, my car did catch on fire. It started to re. It's, and I'm going like, man, I don't think I'm get this out with my with my fire extinguisher. So I dialed 911, and the police and the fire department goes to the wrong address. And it was for the fact that I had a big old monstrous CO2 fire extinguisher. That car would have been, you know, up in smoke. Literally, it would have it would have burnt to the, it burnt down to the ground. You know, nowadays the cars burn so much quicker, so much quicker because. There's less metal in them, and there's more plastic and stuff like that. Once the plastic gets going, man, it just it just burns like crazy. If you go to like Coparts and see some of these cars that you know that that you know been claimed on insurance, I mean, some of them you can't even tell what kind of car they were. I mean, when they, when they when they really get going, ask ask like our two firefighter friends, you know, at 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 uh, at uh, Wentzville and Central and County, and they have to nowadays they have to have special training for the electric cars because. Those batteries, some of the batteries, I mean, they, you've seen these stories. They've been on TV. Some of the the Teslas, they burn for like three hours. I mean, you can't get them out because because they keep, you know, self-igniting. I don't know. You know, we, we should have Jason, when you have him on, we'll ask him about, about the deal with the Teslas and stuff like that. And, and matter of fact, this happened down in Florida when we had the hurricane. A lot of the, matter of fact, I know this for a fact because I've seen the videos on this. The the when these cars got flooded with the salt water, salt water is a good conductor of electricity. So the salt water got into these Teslas and some of these other electric cars, and shorted stuff out, and they caught on fire. You think, okay, it's in water. How bizarre is that? The car catches on fire when it's in water because the electrical system is being shorted out. So not so then the car is not only you know, totaled because it's got salt water in it, which corrodes all the connections and stuff like that, but it burnt and the battery's gone. It's like, that's the future for us. You know, I mean, like, you know, like things just get to keep, you know, things get keep getting, getting better. You know what I mean? We have, uh-huh. we have cars that... Can you imagine what our scooters are going to be like? <laughs> okay. <laughs> this thing I was going to talk about last hour. Okay. I'm going to give you a statistic, which to me I was... I want to talk about something too. Oh, sorry. You can't. Okay. Back in the late 60s, the late 1960s, St. Louis Public Schools had more than 115,000 students, okay? In the St. Louis Public Schools, late 60s, 115,000 students enrolled in the St. Louis Public Schools from kindergarten all the way through high school, okay? How many are there now? One. <laughs> no. 19,000. Oh, you're talking about kids, yes. not the yeah. schools themselves. No, 150. Okay. It, in other words, how many students were enrolled in St. Louis public schools from kindergarten through high school in the late 1960s? 115,000. Today, there's ni- there's fewer than 19,000. It's like 18,565. Okay? Okay. Hey, so think about that for a minute. It went from 
you know, um, let's let's just round the numbers off. One hundred twenty thousand down to twenty thousand. A hundred thousand students who used to go to school in the city of St. Louis don't. So they have all these school buildings still, and they have all these teachers, and they still have the same number of teachers. Okay. What does that tell you? What is it supposed to tell me? Well, I mean, don't you find that sort of like sad? What it does is it shows you how many kids there are in the city. Okay, there used to be 115,000 kids from ages 5, let's call it 18, okay, between 5 and 18. Back in the day, let's let's just round it off, 120,000, okay? Today, there's 20,000. There's no young people in the city of St. Louis anymore. They're all gone. And the interesting part of it is they said that there are probably, get this statistic, there are probably close to 26 or 27,000 school-age students in the city, but six or 7,000 don't even go to school anymore because of the pandemic thing. They just, eh, screw that school. We're not going anymore. I can see that. Well, they're not even going to school. They're sitting at home doing nothing. You know? They're not virtual learning? No. There, you you look, read these stories all over the country. There have students that have just disappeared during the virtual learning thing when they, you know, everybody school closes schools down and everybody's supposed to be doing, you know, at home learning and stuff like that. There were students that disappeared, never to be seen again in a school. They, you know, they didn't go online and some of them couldn't because they didn't have a computer. They didn't have, you know, internet and stuff like that. And, and you know, they just disappeared, disappeared off the off the face of the earth. And where are they? Are they they're at home sitting? What are they doing? They're sitting at home all day doing nothing. Maybe playing they games. They went and got their GEDs and went <laughs> on to college. <laughs> you get mad every time I say this. The biggest mistake I made uh-uh. in my life. No. The biggest mistake I made in my life. Absolutely not. Was not to was I should have dropped out of high school. I should have dropped actually. I should have dropped out of high school. You and it wouldn't have bothered you. You actually could have graduated I, early. I could have graduated a year early, but what good was my stupid degree? It was worthless. They talk about nowadays. Oh, you have to have a. Hey, hey, you just shut up. You, you young people out there driving to Skukukuka and driving to SLU and WashU and SIUE and UMSL, just turn around, and go back home. You're wasting your time. See. <laughs> You're spending money. You're wasting your time. <laughs> just just forget about it. Don't go. Okay, can I talk about what I want to talk about now? Next break, because we're behind. Oh, that's <laughs> your fault, dude. Hey, you know what I say? Everything's my fault. In this case, you're absolutely correct. Other people say, oh, not my fault. Everything's my fault. Remember, that's Billie Jean rule number two, or Billie Jean rule number one. Everything is your fault. And you know what? Since I have taken that attitude, it has cleansed my mind. If really? People... It hasn't done anything for your luck. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, once again, it's like everything's my fault. You know, if, if something bad happens to me, it's my fault. You know, somebody pulls out in front of me, you know, it's my fault. I shouldn't have been there at that time. You know? Whatever. No, seriously. When you because Seriously, whatever. Because when you take that attitude, you take the attitude of like, you know what? I control my destiny. Not other people. Other people don't control my destiny. You're not oh, going to. You're so the secret. You're not going to. No. <laughs> yes, I'm broadcasting literally. <laughs> you know, they say, and then when the secret, your mind's a transmitter and you're transmitting thoughts. I'm trans. Okay, I'm transmitting thoughts right now to kids who are like in high school and college. 
Quit you need now. To stop that. Quit now. They, there are kids in the car that are listening to your Quit blather. now. Yeah, probably my 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 niece. Probably she's probably and, and and the parents are going. She's probably driving on the road. I can't believe. Oh. Dumb butt. <laughs> hold, hold on a minute. <laughs> What? Hold on. I make a quick phone call. Let's see if my niece is driving. <laughs> you know, I love to call people. Um, John Combest calls it, what's he called? Ambush calls. <laughs> I like that man. <laughs> and, hold on. A minute. Where is she? Christy. S-T-I. Uh, there she is. Christy pooping underwear. Okay. Hold on a minute. Let's see if she's. She's probably already at school by now. Too late for her. Good morning. Are you at school already? I am. What's up? Okay, so you didn't hear me talking about on the air then, right? Not Did... this last time. We just heard the socket part, and that was it. <laughs> socket part. Okay. Well, then. I'm, a... I'm glad you didn't hear it because you'd be mad. Uh. Well, yeah. Vicky told me about the other one, and yeah, I would have been livid. <laughs> I was talking about education again. Oh, okay. But she told me about the other conversation, and I would have thunderpunched you. Oh. It wouldn't have just been Shelly on it. Thank I would have thunderpunched you. Another one you gonna go, punch girl. me. Mm-hmm. Boy, talking about a poor dude getting abused by women. I'm telling you. <laughs> I actually. It's it's with love, but I would have been mad at you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll go back to school. Talk to you later. Bye. Okay. Thank bye, you, guys. Thanks. <laughs> is she cool or what? She really is cool. <laughs> you know, I was sitting there thinking that I, when we were at the chamber luncheon, <laughs> yeah, right for. Right. Uh, Paddleville. Right. right. I was like, they caught me. Well, I thought, you know, it was, it would look like I was throat punching you, but evidently it looked like you were upset. It's like you weren't throat punching me. You were choking me. Well, she just called it a, what's a thunder punch? Isn't that what she just said? She said the thunder punch. What's a thunder, what's a thunder punch? Pretty much the same thing. (laughs) I think, I don't know. I'll look that one up. Okay. We have to take a break. It is 728. Go, girl. BS.show. I'm blue. I'm blue, 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 blue. But now I'm good. I'm good, 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 good. You know what I'm talking about, do you? I don't, Brad. Oh, Shelly, you're the smartest woman in the world. No, that's not me. (laughs) The smartest woman in the world has taken me to task. She can't believe I don't know what a thunder punch is. A thunder punch is Pokemon. That means nothing to me. Okay, I, and it's it's also it's also a character in Transformers. Thunder Punch is Lee Gruber, a member of the superhuman Neonauts, Neonites. He's Those in are the bad guys. Yes, he's in he's in Transformers, and Thunder Punch uh, has to do with Pokemon. Uh, what is thunder? Let me look that up again. I looked it up here. Thunder punch. Because I'm gonna I'm gonna read this to you, and it, hopefully this will make sense to you. You ready? Okay. Uh huh. It's the definition of a thunder punch. Okay, there's right there. Thunder punch is. Uh, thunder punch deals damage and has a 10% chance of paralyzing the target. Electric type Pokemon, those with the ability limber, are those behind a substitute. This is like so weird. I mean, I gotta. Uh, Thunder Punch. Here they have it in different languages. Donna Schlag is in German. French is Point Eclair. Italian is Twango Pongo. Spanish is Puno Triuno. An electric punch, it may paralyze. 
an electrified punch that may paralyze the foe. The foe is punched with an electrified fist that may leave the foe paralyzed. The foe is punched with an electrified fist that may leave the target with paralysis. That's what they're saying. Okay. I'm sure glad I never got into Bravo. Pokemon. Bravo. I'm sure glad I never got into Pokemon. Okay. You were you wanted to say something? I did. Okay. So well, we never, good. Let's, you... let's move right along. Okay. I'm sorry? <laughs> never mind. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> anyway, so yesterday you got to talk, or actually I don't even think you talked about your weekend, did you? It was not the best weekend. I had a great weekend. I'm sorry that you, your weekend sucked. But I had a great weekend, and you know why? Uh, you listen to KFAV all, all weekend? Yeah, that <laughs> happened. So, um, you know, our dear friend Caleb Hunter. Caleb. He's, he's like my son from the other mother. And he always tells me special things that are happening at his church. Right. And um, he's a Mormon the Church of Jesus Christ of the Latter-day Saints. And on Sunday, they awarded, they actually sent a proclamation to Scott Ellinger and had him there and presented him with a proclamation. And for the work that Scott does um, on Thanksgiving. If you don't know who Scott Ellinger is, he's not the owner anymore. He sold it, but he still works there at the Brass Rail. At the um, Brass Rail. Right there in O'Fallon on Highway uh, K, just north of 40. Great place to eat. by technology. Um, And he gives free, makes, what, thousands, literally thousands of Thanksgiving meals. Like last year, not this year, but last year, I think they did 10,000. Incredible. And they start like months ahead of time. They do, yes, it's, and it's, everybody that delivers is a volunteer. Right, it's really so the cool whole thing. building is just surrounded. I mean, his whole building, not just his shop, but the whole building, the whole strip mall, is just surrounded by cars that are willing, now, ready to go take these Thanksgiving meals. I mean, he's he's basically made it a community uh, Thanksgiving tradition. Now, is Scott a Mormon? No. Okay, so in other words, the Mormon church reached out to a non-Mormon to award, give him an award. Because, yes, because they feel like he was he was uh, doing, um, basically, God was using him as his champion. I think that's a great thing. You know, normally, Isn't that wonderful? Well, normally, and don't it take... It was so lovely. Don't take this the wrong way, but normally within religious organizations, they only reward people within their religious organization. Get what I'm saying? Yes, well, they're not like that. I know. And, I mean... I love them all anyway because they're so genuinely decent. But um, it was just a beautiful thing. You know, Scott's a friend. Caleb's a friend. And um, it was – I was really honored to be there to experience that. Growing up. So I just wanted to share that with everybody. So thank you, Caleb and the Mormon Church um, and uh, the Lake St. Louis – well, I think he's called Lake St. Louis. He's his his church is the Lake St. Louis on uh, Hankey and Lake St. Louis Boulevard. Growing up, I was privileged to know several Christian scientists and Mormons, and was fascinated by both of their religions. To this day, yes. I still find the Christian scientists fascinating. I find the Mormons fascinating, in a good way. I mean, and people say, well, "Yeah, well, there's you know, some people do not like Christian scientists nor Mormons because they think they're." You know, whatever. You know, I mean, like, if you're a Catholic, you don't like the Lutherans. The Lutherans don't like the Jews. And the Jews don't like, you know what I mean? Everybody everybody has their own religion. Hey, mine's better than yours. No, mine's better. You know, once again, everybody has their own thing. 
respect their religion for whatever it is. It may not be your religion, but it's just like the you know like the 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 you know the Islamic people and the Jewish people. The Islamic people want to kill all the Jewish people. Why? Why do you want to do that? Well, because they're non-believers. Well, just forget about them. Pretend they don't exist. You know, we can't do that. We got to kill the Jews. It's just horrible. You know, I mean, I don't I don't understand. It was like when like in 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 England in the United Kingdom when, you know, the Protestants were facing off against the Catholics. It's like, "Okay, no, hold on. You're both, you know, students of god you're both in you know are both christians how in the world do you kill each other over well protestants are better than catholics catholics are better than... i don't get that i never understood that okay moving on a couple different things thank you for moving on from that okay anyway i just want to say congratulations scott and uh thank you caleb and uh church Okay, we're going to be talking a little po- politics here, so if you don't like politics, the Supreme Court has put a... Should I change my station? Well, no, no, no. Yeah, change your station. The Supreme Court has put a stay on the uh, end of Proposition 42, or what is it? What is it? Proposition 42, or I don't know. Yeah, whatever it is. S- government regulation number 42, let's call it that, okay? And that was a regulation that came out during the Trump administration, essentially, that it's severely limited the number of people that come in from Mexico and primarily for the COVID thing. They didn't want people coming across the border who hadn't been tested and all that kind of stuff. So the reason, you know, the deal was they had to stay in Mexico. Well, that expires tomorrow. Well, it did. And already there's crazy things going on. The mayor of El Paso, who is a Democrat, has declared a a emergency in his city because they're being un- overrun by the um uh, by the uh, illegals or whatever you want to call them, the undocumented, whatever they call it. Um, and the problem is they say there's literally tens of thousands of immigrants who are queuing up in Mexico on the United States border, ready to come in the United States because once this this Rule 42 disappears, they can just come into the country and nobody can do anything about them anymore. Just like, hey, come on in, you know, hey, well, come on in, you know. Don't they have to have a passport? They don't have to have anything. Which is ridiculous, you know. Try fly, try flying into, you know, an airport. You know, try leaving an airport, you know, United States to go to a foreign country without a passport. Guess what? You can't do it. And same thing, people coming to our country from another country, you can't get on that plane unless you have a passport. But yet you can come across. See, if I live in another country right now, and I was not doing well, let's say I had a wife and kids, and I lived in another country. Let's say I lived in um, Bulgaria or something like that. I would take every penny I had, get a plane ticket, and fly to some place in Mexico and just come across the border. You know, screw that waiting in line with the immigration naturalization. Screw trying to get a naturalized, naturalized citizen. Just come across the border. You know, I mean, what are they going to do to you? Nothing. You know, I mean, you know, once again, nothing. I don't see. It's gotten to the point. Now, here's the interesting part of the story. To me, it's interesting the governor or the the um, mayor of New York, Eric Adams, the new mayor, get this. This is the headline. New York City is going to have to cut services to prioritize migrants as Title 42, as Title 42 expires. In other words, he's saying that services, they're cutting services to citizens of New York City. They're going to cut the service to citizens of New York City to prioritize migrants so in other words, think about that for a minute. You're a citizen of New York City. They're going to take services away from you for people who are illegally in the country. Does that make any sense at all? 
Don't they do that already? <laughs> yeah, to a certain extent they do. I mean, but but I'm going like, I read the story. I'm thinking, am I reading that right? And sure enough, he came out, was it yesterday? And said, um, here, let me read the story. Said with the expiration of Title 42, the Big Apple may be forced to cut public services, prioritize an unexpected influx of an additional 1,000 immigrants arriving every week. New York City taxpayers have been footing the bill for the city's response to the influx for uh, for the immigrants so far. The annual State of the City's Economy and Finances report, released Thursday by the city controller, projected $1 billion annually in spending through 2026 to cover housing, education, food, and other expenditures for migrants. So in other words, they're saying they're they got money in the budget. There's money in the in the pot, okay? They're taking a billion dollars out of that for maybe parks, maybe recreation, maybe street cleaning for the people who live in New York City. They're taking that money away from the people who live in New York City and giving it to the migrants. I'm going like, I don't get this. I don't understand. Now, I don't want to sound like a cruel per- person. You know, my heritage is both on my mother's side and my, mother's, uh, my father's side, immigrants. Matter of fact, my grandfather on my father's side was an illegal immigrant who snuck over here from Russia. I mean, when my dad found this out, I'll never forget the day my dad found this out. My dad, about two months before he died, found this out. My dad, it's a long, crazy story. My dad was was an only child, or actually he had step a stepsister and stepbrother, but he was born, and like a year after he was born, his father just up and left. Went out for cigarettes, never came back. That's my great-grandfather. I mean, not my great-grandfather, but my great, not-so-great grandfather, how I put it that way, okay? So my dad did not have the best childhood. My, my, my grandmother, his mother remarried, and his his stepfather didn't like him. His mother didn't like him because he reminded you know him uh, reminded her of her first husband, who she didn't like. She hated, and then she had two other kids. And my my father was treated as the typical stepfather, stepchild. Okay, so I have immigration in my in my background. And now, am I you know kettle calling the pot black or what is how do they call that? Is it fire calling the stove calling something with something some some kitchen apparatus calling something else? What how's the saying go? Is that the pot calling the kettle black? Is that what it is? Yes. Okay. Uh, I get it. But yet, once again, my father became, because of the fact he was an American citizen, because his mother was an American citizen. So he was he was okay with that. But once again, we have laws. And what's interesting to me, on the day yesterday, and I listened to this on NPR, on the day when they charged Donald Trump with all these crimes, or they're going to try to get him arrested and thrown in jail... And they kept saying, we have to uphold the law. We have to uphold the law. Well, what about the immigration laws? Do we just say, to hell with those? Uh, those laws on the books. This law we pay attention to. The Donald Trump, we're going to throw him in jail because we don't like him. He's a mean guy. He's a terrible guy. He's got orange hair. And we don't like him. And we're going <laughs> we're gonna, to, we're gonna, oh, he's got orange skin. That's right. And we're going to throw him in jail because we don't like him because the he broke the law. But the immigrants come across the border you know, illegally. That's why they call them illegal immigrants. At least that's what they used to call them. Now they call them undocumented citizens. But you get what I'm saying? Everybody's always got to have a phrase. But you get what I'm saying? It's like it's like it's like police. Like Shelley passes a cop on Interstate 70 doing 120 miles an hour, and the guy right really? behind her doesn't have a license plate on his car. So he goes, "Well, I'm not going to hell with getting Shelley for 120. I'm going to get that guy with no license plate." So, you know, once again, he happens more than once. (laughs) He doesn't pay any attention to you. But like, you know, like, for example, there's a let's say there's an armed robbery at a store and 
the guy calls, the armed robbers are gone. And the 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 police show up and they go, okay, we're going to take the report. And, you know, Yeah, a guy came in and he held a gun on me while he emptied out the cash register. Uh, sir, I just noticed that your uh, your occupancy permit has expired. Well, ho- hold on a minute. I called you because of the fact that the guy stuck a gun in my face. He's going to shoot me, rob me. I had $10,000 of cash in the cash drawer. Sir, we just realized that uh, your occupancy p- permit's not only expired, but you don't have a you don't have a fire permit. Uh, we're taking you to jail, sir. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like it's like which law do you enforce? Am I making any sense at all? The lesser of two evils. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> it's okay to break the law to come across the border, but don't you be don't you be saying things. And the crazy thing is, they they're going to try to indict him on like six counts or something like that. I'm like, okay, whatever. You know, what I mean, abs. just leave him alone. He's never going to be elected anything again. And the reason, and the the one guy gets up and says, and the reason we want to indict him is because he can never hold a public office again. Do you think Donald Trump has a snowball's chance of hell of being elected dog catcher now? <laughs> you know, I mean, there's so many people that I hate don't know. him. No, there's a lot of people that still love the man. No, you have the you have the people that if Donald Trump, you know, was was you know was murdering people at night and he shot. Well, let me ask you: Would you vote for him again? No, I would not. Because of the fact that ouch, I, no, no, hurt Hildebrand. Well, no, 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 no. I would not because of the fact that I. See, here's the problem. He he is there are certain people that essentially bring organizations to a halt because of the fact that not of what they do is because what people think about them. Okay? I mean, like, for example, have you ever you you have a homeowners association meeting? You have a homeowners association in your no, subdivision? You really don't. You don't? Okay. Talk to We tried and nobody nobody even wants to be the president. It's just funny. I an old friend of mine out of the clear blue called me last week by mistake because the guy who is he's the pre I won't give you the all details in this because it's sort of funny what happened is he's give me all the details, Brad. He's the president It's okay, it's just between you and me. I won't tell anybody. I'm a vault. He lives in a high rise condo, I won't say what city, and he's now the president of the homeowners association or the condo, president of the condo board. Um, and he was calling his other guy, who was his technical guy, who was a resident who knows all the technical stuff, whose name is Brad. And when he opened his phone, he hit the wrong Brad. He hit me because I'm his phone book as well, too. And he told me Brad. the story about how he became the president of the Homeowners Brad. Association when it used to be. Matter of fact, there was a story yesterday. Some nutbag in Toronto, Canada, who lives in a condo, is upset with the condo board. He goes in and kills them all. They have a condo meeting, walks in with a gun, shoots them all dead. I mean, how weird is that? You know, I mean, once again, that's exactly why I do not watch TV and watch the news because they don't talk about that in Facebook. They talk about Pokemons on Facebook and stuff like that. I don't (laughs) have mean people on my feed. Oh, how do you do that? (laughs) Tell me how that because I don't have mean people that are my friends. You don't have you don't have pretty much know every friend that I have. And I have like fourteen hundred. You know what I just realized? I blew a break here. Yes, you did. I did blow a break. Okay, so we're yep. just, we're just going to go. Boom. Okay, we're just going to go to the end of the hour then. Okay. Okay. Um, anyway. I was going to tell you, but I couldn't get a word in edgewise. Did I blew a break? Uh-huh. You didn't. You weren't going to tell me. Yes, I was. Hold on a minute. I was like 7.45. No, I missed 7:47. one. 7.47. So I'm, I go back and figure out which break I missed. Uh, that one. Yeah. <laughs> 
that one. Thanks, Shelly Barr. I missed that one. Okay. You missed that one. The seven to seven, the seven forty-seven break. Okay, Bill Eichel is in the news. Your buddy, Bill Eichel. Uh huh. You know why Bill Eichel's in the news? Why? He's going after the Chesterfield. You know what's it called? The factory. Yeah. You know why he's going after the factory? Why? Because they have a drag show. Cars. Yes, they have a drag show. Okay. And here, I'll read you the right. Uh, Senator Bill, Bill Eigel, Republican Weldon Springs, sent a letter Monday to Chesterfield Mayor Bob Nation saying the event may violate state and local statutes designed to protect minors from pornographic material. Eigel said, quote, I urge you to take immediate action to ensure the venue does not allow anyone under the age of 18 to participate in the event. Okay, explain to me why... And this has got to be a big thing. You see these all the time. Why are these schools all over the country having drag shows? Why are they having drag drag queens coming into to, to elementary schools and having them dance in front of the elementary kids? I explain that one to me. I don't have an explanation for that. But what I don't understand is why they are the, these young children, you know, like you're nine, you're in third grade. Why do you need to know, why do I need to know as a, as a third grader what kind of sexual orientation I'm going to have? I couldn't agree. I just need to get the, get the basics and be a kid. I couldn't agree with you more. Really? Yes. I, I never agree with No, me. I, I, it's to me, I don't understand it because here, let me read you the story again. Here's the story. Uh, what happened to it? It disappeared off my phone. Um, this is like Bill <laughs> Okay, um, uh, this is in the Post-Dispatch. Chesterfield Entertainment Venue placed an age limit Monday on people attending an upcoming drag show after a potential candidate for governor raised questions about whether the event was pornographic in nature. The factory... So, he's the, so he did this for a potential governor candidate? Yeah, but, you know, if we called him up, he'd never... You know, he, he wouldn't answer the phone, Brad. Why even bother? He's still mad at me. <laughs> Why is he mad at you? I told the story. I told you the story. The bizarre. What, did you take his drag clothes? What? I've told you this story. You know this story. You don't know the story? Well, I probably do. Someone that I know is very involved in politics, okay? And they're always inviting me to events, okay? Oh, I know. Okay, All, never mind. Always inviting me to events, okay? So. Yep. They invited me to a Bill Eigel fundraiser. Now, keep in mind, I've known Bill Eigel for probably over 10 years. Bill Eigel used to run a company called St. Louis Skylights, and he used to advertise on this very radio station. He used to be one of our clients. Yeah, that was probably more than 10. 12, 15 years ago. Okay. Sold his business, went into politics, ran for, for senator, and now he's he's halfway through his second. So, in other words, he's been a senator for six years now. He's halfway through his, his, his second term. The Missouri, the senator served serve four-year terms. You can only serve two, eight years, okay? So I was invited to a fundraiser, and this particular person said, I, I have your ticket. When you get there, call me, and I'll come out, and I'll give you the ticket. I said, okay, fine. So I get to the venue out in Wentzville. I call this person. They say, oh, I'm not there yet. I'm running late. Just go on in. Nobody will care. So I go in. I walk in. I'm there for like 15 minutes. This person still hasn't shown up. And a lady comes up to me and she says, um, I saw you come in. I don't think you have a ticket, do you? I go, no, it's on the way. 
sir, she grabs me by the arm. She says, I'm sorry, we can't allow you in. And she literally walks me to the door, walks me outside. Okay, I got thrown out of the Bill Eigel fundraiser. Okay, we talked about it on the air the next day, and he was listening, and he was not happy. He was listening? Yes. Why was he listening? I you know, he's listening. He was one of our listeners. He was listening. We're one of his guilty pleasures. <laughs> yes, must be. <laughs> I thought he had better the taste. BS, BS that <laughs> show is Bill Eigel's guilty pleasure. Right. And here I thought that he was like some really highfalutin kind of dude who wouldn't listen to the kind of stuff that we talk about. You know, he was he's probably listening to NPR where they're talking about You sure he politics. was listening and yeah. people just weren't chirping no, in his ear? No, we, I found out through the grapevine that he was listening. Now, it gets <laughs> it gets worse. It okay. gets worse. And I didn't discover this till like three or four months ago. Outside this fundraiser, because the governor was there. The governor was was showed up for Bill Eigel's fundraiser. Yeah. Outside in the parking lot, there was a group of people protesting abortion. They were the, you know, they were the they were the pro-abortion people, not the anti-abortion people, because Bill oh, Eigel. They were pro-choice. Yes, they were pro-choice. Because okay. all the Republicans there were, were you know, right to life, you know, whatever the two yeah, sides yeah, are. Yeah. I mean, it's, at times I'm going, okay, I'm, you know, it's one of those things where I'm, I know to some people it's passion. To me, it's like, you know what? I don't really know. I have, I don't have an, a, a, a That's you know. That's because you don't have a womb, Brad. Well, I got four kids. You know, I mean, I would hate to think that I could have had. Dude, you did the easy part. Well, no, but you're missing what I'm saying. I, Except for the fact when she punched in the head, but. I would hate to think that was deserved. I would hate to think that one of my kids didn't make it because we decided not to have the kid make it. If you know what I'm saying. So you're pro. Well, pro I, life. but I can see the other side of it too. You know, once again, I'm like this libertarian kind of guy. You, you as a woman, it's your body. You know what? So you're pro choice. I'm like in between. I'm like, I'm like, I can see both. There's no in between. There it's is black or white. Brad. There, no, there's gray on this issue, and I'm in the middle. There is I'm not. in the. I'm in the middle. I mean, like if. If if you start walking your way and I'll start walking. No, mine. I'm in the middle. I truly am. But anyway, let me go on. Me okay. So middle, I go out in the parking lot. I just got I just got thrown out of Bill Eigel's fundraiser. As I'm, I'm sorry. As I'm digress. as I'm leaving, as I'm leaving, I talk to these protesters because once again, I'm a news guy, right? I'm a news guy. I have this journalism degree. Dr. Winter told us that once you're a journalist, you're always a journalist and you're always looking for the story. You're always looking for the truth. You're always looking to talk to people, have a, you know, a, a dissimilar view than, than other people. That's where news people come in. They tell both sides of the story. They tell the pro and the con side of the story. So I start talking to these people. Little did I know that one of the governor's state troopers, who is his bodyguard, saw me talking to these people, went in and says, who is that guy? They identified who I was, and they That's said... Brad Hildebrand, they, the owner of KSOQ they and said, West 107.1. They said I was stirring up the protesters. So in other words, oh. A, I get thrown out of the fundraiser for Bill Eigel, and, and get thrown B, out of the parking lot? I get in trouble with the state troopers because I'm talking to, to the pro-abortion people, and I shouldn't be. I'm going like, man, did I step in that one? <laughs> you know? Totally. So, so now Bill Eigel is trying to get it to the point where you can't have a drag show at the factory out in Chesterfield. <laughs> God. You know, I'm going like a long way around, but you do know it's seven fifty nine, right? I do, I do, I do. 
it's time for us to go. Well, actually, it doesn't matter because of the fact I blew a break. And so I could, I could, we could talk for another hour as far as this is concerned. But I know you don't want to do that because, you know, you have places to go, people to meet. And so, so we're going to... We're and, going to the O'Fallon Chamber of Commerce general membership meeting. And Caleb Hunter is a sponsor, Extreme Electrical, or maybe Salt River. I, I don't know which do you, business hold he's it, using. So we're going to the O'Fallon Chamber of Commerce? Yes. The one we got kicked out of? We didn't necessarily get <laughs> We didn't get kicked out. <laughs> Not according to Brian Richardson, we didn't. He says we got kicked out. Don't even bring him up. Who? Why do you have to bring him up and rile me? Who, Brian Why? Richardson? Say his name one more time, Brad, because that works for you. Brian Richardson. So you're saying bad things about Brian Richardson? Is that a, is that a, are you perpetrating a hate crime, Shelley? <laughs> Brad, it's eight o'clock. What does that mean to you? It means it's one minute after seven fifty-nine, and it's one minute before eight oh one. Okay. Is that do I get that right? Sure. Okay, we're done for the day. <laughs> Shelly's going, thank God for that. What time's the meeting again? Uh, be there at 11.15. Be there at B-square? Be there or B-square. Okay, yes. and and we were invited by who? Caleb Hunter. Oh, he's the president, right? He will be the president next year. Oh, so he's like the president-elect, right? Yes. So we've got, if we got invited by him, we're we're dealing with the, we're not dealing with the dark side. We're dealing with the good side, right? Yes, Brad. <laughs> okay. He is a good side. He's a very, very good man. Okay. We're done, Shelly. Okay. We're done. Okay. Now, what I'm going to do right now is, because of the fact that, here, I'm going to do this. I'm going to drop this. I'm going to redo this. I get to play I get to play DJ again, okay? Okay. I'm, and I don't know how long this intro is. I think it's short, okay? Are you ready? Sure. I may screw up. Oh, it has no intro on it. I can't do that. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to stop that. Okay. I can tell you it has an intro. What does? My Immortal. Oh, no. You know what? Here. Hold on a minute. There's no intro on that. Okay. Hold on. If it's love. You just did that to tease me. No, no. Here. I want to do it. We're going to do this one. I'm going to do this one. Okay. There's no intro in this one. Oh, there's an intro in this one. I got to play disc jockey. Okay. You ready? Sure. Okay. Have a good day, Shelly. We'll see. I'll see you later. Yep. Have a good great day, everybody. Peace and I fly. KSLQ FM Washington. K296 HA Washington. KRAP AM Washington. It's 802. And you're listening to Megan Trainer? No! Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning Show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon.